Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the My Sisters Glow podcast, a safe space to grow in your faith and motherhood through sisterhood. If you're a first-time listener, hey, girl. If you're one of my loyal listeners, welcome back, boo. Um, You guys, we are in our Mommies and Mental Health series, and I'm so, so excited because, and I know I say this every guest, (laughs) that I have a special guest, but this is like the OG of all guests. (laughs) This woman is the reason why I even picked up a microphone and started a podcast. So if you don't know, ladies, I need you to listen to the uh, Blessed and Bossed Up podcast with Tatum Tamia because it's so lit and it gets my life every single week. So we have Tatum. She is the CEO of Anchored Media. Again, she's the reason why I started podcasting. She has her own podcast. Awesome mommy, awesome wife super lit woman of God. Um, I call her the Beyonce of podcasting because (laughs) it's that serious, y'all. Her her husband are definitely the Beyonce and Jay-Z. And y'all heard it here first. So when they blow up, I just want y'all to remember that I said it on the show first. (laughs) But without further ado, I will let Tatum go ahead and introduce herself and add whatever uh, she would like to add. But welcome to the show, Tatum. Thank you for having me. You cracked me up, man. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. It's an honor to have helped you launch the podcast and work with you to get it to where it is today. You charting and all of this stuff. Like, I am so, so, so proud of you. You're getting ready to get married. Like, it's just an honor to watch you grow and to see what you've done, what God has done with this platform. So thank you so much for having me. I think you covered all the bases as far as who I am and what I do. And I guess everybody just gets to know me a little bit better as we get through the interview. Yeah. And uh, I'm also in the um, show notes at like your Instagram and your YouTube and all that stuff. So people can, you know, follow you if they don't know. Right. Cool. That works. So, all right, ladies, we've been talking about our mommies and mental health series. And um, this week, I want us to jump into the faith portion of our mental health. Um, Again, if you're a faithful listener, this is something that we've covered on the show multiple times. Um, Faith and mental health do go together. Um, God has been showing me so much and so many different uh, stories of where like trauma or mental health has occurred in the Bible. And I'm like, okay, so this ain't nothing new. We just got to really tap into what God is trying to show us. So um, Tatum, I really wanted to have you here because um, I know that everything you do is initiated by faith. Like if God say, don't do it, you're not going to do it. If God say jump, you like, how high you want me to jump Jesus? Like I'm with it. And I Mm -hmm. want the moms on this show to realize that despite all of the responsibilities we have as women, as mothers, as wives, as students, business owners, uh, whatever title they may have, that the importance is that we are remember that we're God's daughters first. Mm -hmm. So to jump right into the interview, um, one of the things that you often put out there, Tatum, is that you talk about making God the CEO of your life. Mm-hmm. So could you explain a little bit of what, uh, what that looks like and what that is to the ladies? Yeah, so God is my CEO. This whole concept was something that God showed me as far as how he wanted me to live. And then he gave me permission to live that out. So to start from the beginning, I always wanted to be 
entrepreneurial. So I grew up and my mother was in a network marketing company and was really successful. So I was exposed to what the freedom of time looked like. So then when I got into college, I, I didn't necessarily want to be a full-time entrepreneur, but I always knew I wanted to be successful. And so um, after I graduated college and got into the workforce, I realized that that ain't it. I got to figure out like, how can I build something that is going to sustain me and a family? And so four years ago, when I first started podcasting, I started it as a marketing tool to turn my listeners into customers for the business that I was building at that time. And the show was heavily based off of the journey of entrepreneurship. Um, I had a co-host. We talked about our own journeys of being entrepreneurs, what that looked like. I was single at the time, living by myself in a DMV area. Um, was interested in finding my husband because I was tired of asking people what their favorite color was. Like I was just, <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of these meaningless dating games. Like I want to meet my husband, but I was in no rush to do it. Um, and so that's kind of my headspace at that time. But then on the back end, I was also building my relationship with God. So I had this podcast. I had these things that I was pursuing business-wise, and then on the other half of my life, I was growing closer to God, like realizing that I wanted to give my faith a real shot. And in the midst of doing that, the two worlds kind of collided in a sense where God was like, don't you think that I gave you these entrepreneurial desires as well? Like, don't you think that what you're out here building was something that I gave you? Like, I know every hair on your head. You think I don't know the business ideas that you have? And you think that I won't allow, um, or you think that I won't give you the blueprint to see those things out. My ways, like my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And I can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask for or think. So whatever you're building right now is always going to be small compared to the plan that I had. And, and when I realized that I was like, oh, or when, excuse me, when God shared that with me, I was like, oh, so this faith and business thing isn't supposed to be separate. I was always taught that, right? I'm an overachiever by nature. So I was in every development class, every study class, every how to get the best job class. Like I was always in something trying to be somebody, right? So um, <laughs> I knew all of the games or the rule book to play as far as the corporate role, corporate world went. And so what I realized was like, whoa, I've been conditioned up until this point that faith in and business are supposed to be separate, like politics, you keep to yourself, faith, you keep to yourself, and you focus on business or your job or whatever. And when he revealed that to me, he really put things into perspective that he is the one who gave me the vision that I had. And so he told me, like, I need you to make me the CEO, not just in every other area of your life, because I was pursuing him as far as my personal life went and all of those things, but he wanted to be in the business too. And so that's when he revealed to me the importance of making God the CEO. Um, he told me to make all of these changes with my podcast, which I did, and it's become what it is today. Um, but back then, that's pretty much where it originated. And I made a decision that day, I, I, I equated back to, I was in my closet and I was reading this, this book, Fervent by Priscilla Shirer. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was reading that book, I was like, well, you know what, God, because I think in the book, she talked about how passion is one of the ways that the enemy attacks us. I can't remember it exactly because it's been uh, some years since I read it. But 
in that moment, I was like, well, you know what, God, I need you to light a fire on the inside of me for you, because I know that I'm a, like I said, I'm an overachiever, like what I set my mind to, I'm going to do. So the fact that I haven't been all in with you means I haven't set my mind to it and that I'm not passionate about you. So can you please just light a, a fire on the inside of me for you? And I promise you, I'm not going to get off. And so God held up his end of the bargain and I held up mine. And every time things get hard or every decision that I have to make, I refer back to that decision that I made that day. And at the very least, I want to be a person of my word. And so that's what's kept me up until this point. Um, and that's where all of my yeses have come from ever since then. But the whole God is my CEO concept just came from him showing me that my faith and my business weren't supposed to be separate in the first place. Right. First of all, all right, that's the whole show. Thank y'all for <laughs> because that was enough. Like I'm over here taking notes for me, not even the show. <laughs> but um what I the what I kept hearing you say, maybe this is my spiritual ear that's on, but I kept hearing you say like in the beginning you were separating it, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was Tatum the businesswoman and then there was Tatum God's daughter. And God was like, uh, what you mean, bro? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be in everything. Mm -hmm. And I think as we, and I've talked about those roles as mothers and as women, we separate our roles, right? Mm -hmm. like, Self-included, right? So I start my day, in my day with time with God. But if I'm being very transparent, there are often times where like, and I'm dealing with people with trauma and crisis all day long. Mm -hmm. I don't always pray throughout the day and I probably should it would make me more efficient in my job but I'm like okay God I'm gonna start off with a prayer with you so you're you're isolated to that part of the day mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a mom I'm gonna be a therapist I'm gonna be a podcaster be a mom again then I got time for you at the end of the day so it's like I'm almost isolating God to those two sections of my lives mm -hmm. and you're saying like God was like no I'm supposed to be if I'm not in it, what are we doing, basically? Like, I'm, exactly. I'm the reason why you went to school to be a therapist, girl. Like, what is you talking about? That's what I hear him saying to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad. I didn't even mean to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so necessary. And one another thing, another point that you made was um, you were intentional about asking God and pursuing God. Like, mm -hmm. that fire inside of you that, you know, you didn't want to forget him in business anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't want to forget him in any section of your life. And I think that that is a good takeaway for us as moms to have is because I always say God is a gentleman. Like he will never force himself upon you, right? Like he's there and you really should submit to him, but God gives us free will. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important as us as mothers, um, especially as I feel like in mothering so much, we try to plan ahead. We try to make sure that we have the road ahead already set up for our children. But if we're not intentional about including God in that, mm -hmm. it, it gets lost. You know what I mean? I feel like it, it just, it's no intention in it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good also to understand where you're at. So for me back then, like I didn't grow up in church. I'm not somebody who is well churched in a sense. So you know how church has the whole protocols and the lingo and the sayings that may or may not actually be scripture. Like it's a culture, uh, a church culture, not to be confused with kingdom culture because a lot of the times they're two different things, but there's a church culture. I didn't grow up like that. And so my relationship with God is not rooted in religion. It's, it's, it's rooted 
in me seeking him for myself. And at that time where he was showing me that I wasn't, I didn't need to compartmentalize. I wasn't looking for that in particular. I was just trying to get a grip on what building a relationship with God looked like and how I could grow stronger in that. So I think for anyone who is at that point where it's like, okay, well, I want to do things God's way. You have to first understand where you're at and where you are and be okay with that because religion will make you feel bad that you don't know scripture off of the top of your, of your head or make you feel bad that you don't dress a certain type of way or you haven't tamed your tongue enough to where you still cuss a little bit. Like you're, the world will, or religion will make you feel bad about where you are, but God just wants you to give him your heart and then he will work all of those other areas out. And so that was a huge thing for me in the beginning because my first approach to Christianity was when I got saved, I was in college, I mean, not college, I was in high school. So I went down for the altar call and I got saved, but I wasn't living for God. I was still very much so out in the streets for a while after that. And so, um, <laughs> and I had got to a point though, uh, where I was like, finally out on my own and just trying to figure out who am I as a woman, aside from my trauma, aside from the things that I went through growing up, who am I, what do I want to do? And one of those things was I want to, I knew my whole life that God was real because I've always felt his presence. I may not have been able to articulate it, but I can think of some of the worst moments of my life to where I didn't, where I never felt I was completely alone. And, and I felt those tugs of God trying to get me. That's why I got saved in high school. I felt the tug. That's why I always would go back sometimes. But the world was winning at, in that tug of war for a while. But when I finally made the decision that I wanted to truly live for God, then he had to teach me or I had to learn how to give him my heart. And that's the foundation then all of my actions he'll start to deal with. Then he'll start to show me how, I'm, how I need to show up for my life. So now that was like four years ago. So now being a wife, like I said, I was single out on my own, like building my business. I wasn't married, didn't have kids or anything. So now being married and having a son, that foundation is the reason why I can show up the way that I do, because I always go back to my core, which is God is in my heart. He has my heart. So when I feel overwhelmed, I'm going back to my father's feet to figure out where did I get off? I'm, I'm at his feet as his daughter, like God, this is overwhelming. I pray for these things, but it feels too much right now. How am I going to do this? Where am I getting things wrong? And just that heart posture of giving him my heart in that way with that level of vulnerability that I did four years ago is now the foundation of how I'm able to truly serve him well with these different hats that I wear. Right. I, I'm, I'm loving this. I, I, I think we're about to go <laughs> off script. I ain't gonna lie. I feel some stuff. I'm about to go off the rectors a little bit, but- uh, <laughs> What would be? <laughs> I, right. I know you dealing with it. I'm always <laughs> going for whatever. I want, to, I want to dig a little bit deeper into what you said because um little story like y'all I'll talk about the podcast retreat I went to in 2019 I was with Tatum and um in October of 2019 I had rededicated my life back to God and then I went to this retreat in 2019 and I was in a room full of 20 some it was like 20 of us 20 20 some strangers and we were all there based off of the simple fact that we was trying to get into the podcast game and we all like Tatum. So that's why we were there. <laughs> and y'all, 
I mean, we went we went away from that with some very good jewels and gems when it comes to podcasting, but that was not why God put us there. Like, I don't care that 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 wasn't it. Like, I really that podcast retreat was a life changing experience for me because of what happened for me spiritually. Mm-hmm. And you were saying about um, the religion over the relationship. It was not until that retreat, and I hooked up with the ladies from the retreat, who I still talk to every day to this day, (laughs) that I realized that a lot of my uh, backsliding ways were coming from me being in religion, Mm -hmm. not relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I would like for us to go a little bit deeper in that, because Mm -hmm. I think, especially during the pandemic, like I know my church um, that I attend has shut down physically. And um, that was difficult at first. Like your, your, your sis wasn't even getting on for online church. Cause I'm like, man, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and I just, I think that we're all, it's all, it's been a different transition. So for the mom that's listening to this, that's like, she feels that tug and she wants more of God, but she doesn't know what that's supposed to look like. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't, she knows she doesn't want to, follow up or live up to the expectation of religion but she truly desires God she just don't know how to get to point a from point b like what would you say to her well the first thing I would say to do is get naked vulnerably like not physically I mean get get really really vulnerable with God because he knows anyway and I think the what religion does is it puts God in a box and it creates this this rigid rule book and this mask that keeps us from ever fully being able to get to God for ourselves. Like the reason why Jesus came, it, one of the many reasons is so that we can go to God for ourselves. So now we didn't we don't have to go to the tabernacle and to the priest or whatever to. Um, to talk to God or to experience God, we can go in Jesus name for ourselves, And that's a blessing that so many of us overlook. And I think that it is a, a aspect that a lot of spiritual leaders manipulate um, because it's, it's truly difficult for a lot of people to know, to trust, to follow, obey, and love a being that they can't see or physically touch. And that's real. And one thing about me, I always try to tell people is be real with God and be vulnerable because then that's when you can truly be transformed when you put everything on the table. So the, what I would say first is to go before God and get naked say, God, this is how I feel. It's, I'm struggling to, to understand how you, somebody that I can't see, feel, and touch, are is going to really guide my path. I don't. I'm. I hear a lot of things. My head is always going. I don't know which one of these things that come to mind are you. I don't. Honestly, I feel a certain type of way about you because when I went to church, your people was wilding. Like your people were. Yeah, your people good. hurt me. Like so. Now I have a certain. I feel a certain type of way about you because of how people who were supposed to represent you well treated me. Like, God, I feel like I've, I've called out to you before and you didn't show up for me. So I'm hurt still about that. Like we can go to God and be yeah. honest. We can be honest because it's in that honesty 
that he'll start to reveal. And then also that's how we start to unload a lot of that baggage that's keeping us from the true relationship. Because if you go to him with a mask on, like how are you going to really be transformed? Like you're not going to be able to hear because you're always going to have a bias or some type of emotion or internal things that's keeping your ear from truly being able to hear from him. So the, again, the first thing I would say is get naked and go before God. The next thing I would do is get a Bible, a good study Bible, one that, that gives you all the context of everything that you're reading, one that's in a translation that is very easy for you to digest. Um, God and his word are one. So the best thing that we can do um, is read and study the word. There's so much in it that's relevant to things right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a good study Bible, that's why I recommend it, will help you to get those correlations. So even if you're in an Old Testament, like it'll uh, make it relate to the New Testament so that you can get the total picture and it'll even like digest it for life today. So a good study Bible is really, really important. Um, And after that, I would definitely also find a community of like-minded people um, because the journey is hard. It's not easy at all. So no matter how good it may sound I may make it sound good at times it's not easy it's very very hard it's very hard but it's always worth it yeah and having a community just that accountability or that wise counsel is just going to help you having people around who can hear from God is going to help people who you can run things by to be like well how do I do this God told me to study this person? How do you suggest I do that? So just having someone who is willing to um, help you and guide you and be that sister or brother for you. So those would be the first three things I would say. Thank you. And thank you for making that very uh, practical, I will say. I'm not even going to say simple because I'm not going to sit here and play myself. Like any of those steps are super easy because it takes commitment. It takes... um, it takes a decision. Yeah. And I think we all like to, uh, people are very wordy and people like to say all of these things or people like to feel inspired or be motivated, but success in any area of your life comes from, is a result of you making decisions mm-hmm. and you making decisions consistently that eventually add up to you being where you want to be. So following God is a decision that you make every single day. It's a decision to bite your tongue when you want to go in. It's a decision to fight your sleep, to read your Bible that morning. It's a decision to pray for your husband as opposed to coming at his neck when something comes up. Like it's a decision that you make multiple times a day and you don't always make the right one. That's what repentance is for, but it's something that we have to be mindful of that it's a decision. And so that's why I I mentioned about me making that covenant with God in my closet. Like, God, if you light a fire on the inside of me, I won't go anywhere. And I I was very, that wasn't just me saying stuff. Cause you know, sometimes we might get ourselves in some foolishness Mm -hmm. and then you're like, God, if you get me out of this, like I'm going to do right. (laughs) Like it it wasn't one of those. It was like, God, no, seriously. I want to do this. And if you just light that fire, I promise you I'm not going nowhere. And so for me, that I always go back to that decision because that is what I govern my actions based off of. And like I said, above anything, I want to at the very least in my life be somebody who does what they say they're going to do. 
Yes. You um well I'm ready for altar call for myself because <laughs> Crazy. Like, yes, Jesus. <laughs> I think that that's so first of all, you have done everything I really wanted you to do for this show, which was <laughs> I wanted I wanted the moms that listen to this understand that God is the core and the foundation mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um motherhood is difficult from getting pregnant to being pregnant to having a child whether you bottle or breastfeed that baby um child rearing um and you know you your baby boy is growing up but I'm sure you're seeing like aspects of his personality pop out where you're like god I don't know how I'm gonna handle that when he get 13 but help me Jesus you know like me having older one nine and three um I, I thank god for the foundation that I had because like, um, and I shared this in the society before was, um, you know, Rylan has dreams and she sees things spiritually mm-hmm. and I do too. But my oldest daughter will like, she feels a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So like um, when we had some family functions, I hate to say it like that, but like if my oldest one like starts to shut down or clam up, all right, y'all, Mm-hmm. I'll be on the next function because like she's sensing some things and like as soon as we leave like it's like she's it's lifted off of her mm-hmm. whereas Rylan when she tells me she sees something knowing how to um handle her and it helps with and that's what I'm saying all this to say it helps with child rearing when we put God at our foundation because um versus me shutting down my oldest daughter saying you better speak to uncle so-and-so or you better be respectful or get yourself together or you know or coming at her for you know her mood changing all of a sudden Mm -hmm. instead um what are you feeling what are you sensing Mm -hmm. and like giving her the words and the language to put to that because now I realize that there's another side to all of this and Mm -hmm. with my youngest versus me just you better go get in the bed in the middle of the night when she's running in my room because it's three o'clock and I don't feel like dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm like, what's wrong? And if she says she saw a monster, like we will go back in her room and I, I will ask her, where is it? Mm-hmm. And I don't see it, but she'll describe to me what she's seeing and we'll pray together. And mm-hmm. I know that that's nothing but God because I love my sleep and I hate for my sleep to be broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, having that relationship with God and having him at that foundation is a reminder to me that there's so much more going on with my three-year-old and my nine-year-old than things that are going on in the natural. And so. you made, you said earlier about like you were trying to figure out or you were compartmentalizing things and you were thinking about like, oh, I didn't go into my quiet time that day, all of that, and trying to figure out how God fits in the midst. That's how he fits. Is yeah. when he's in you, it you can pivot in real time. So and he wisdom comes from him. So he will give you wisdom in real time to know. Let me go back into her room and and ask her what she saw. Or the example you gave when she thought she saw a monster, but she explained and described it, and it wasn't a monster at all. So that's wisdom. And so that's how you make sure that you keep God in the midst of everything. Is he has to be in you first. Yeah. And so because he's in you, then he's able to be a part of everything that you have going on. So for you, like, don't beat yourself up if, and I'm not saying don't have that quiet time, but give yourself grace. He gives us grace. So we need to give it to ourselves as well. Give yourself grace to know that, okay, even if I didn't check this off my to-do list, 
I know how to pivot with the Holy Spirit in real time. Right. And that's what it's about. So for me, even with business, if a dis- if something comes up and I need to pivot in my business in real time, I can do that because God is in me and I can hear the Holy Spirit and I make sure that I'm positioned at all times to where my life is not too noisy, my schedule isn't too busy, um, or I'm not too married to what I have going on to where God can't tell me to jump and I don't hear him. Like, I don't want to miss anything because I know for, for me, when I die, I need, I need to be empty. I need to be yes. mission accomplished. Yes. Like, that's it. And so... Um, so again, I, I just wanted to encourage you too to know that that's him operating in you. So like I said, even if you can't, if you didn't check something off that box one day, you did what mattered, which is pivoting and using wisdom in real time. Yeah. And that's so good for me and for the moms that's listening, because I'm mm-hmm. sure like as you, I'm sure, you know, as a mom, like your mm-hmm. kids will laugh in your face about your to-do list. Like, oh, you think that's what you're doing today? <laughs> you're so funny that you think you're going to clean this house today or whatever and it's like it is about um being able to adjust but something else you said just now and earlier was about having God within you as that relates to mental health what I've noticed as I've grown closer to God um and I do I am more vulnerable with God um and the girls from the retreat always joke because they was like you was the one that started the whole crying thing (laughs) <laughs> yes, because I was hurt and I needed help. So, you know, for me, for me, vulnerability hasn't ever really been a struggle. Like if I'm bleeding, I'm like, I'm bleeding, like somebody help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is that um, as I get more comfortable with being vulnerable, with being vulnerable, it allowed me to dig deeper. So mm-hmm. for those who are like listening at home, I just want to encourage them that having that relationship with God and getting naked, like you said, it allows some of that stuff that you feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just mean, or I'm just, that's my attitude. And it's like, no, it's some trauma in there that's happened, whether it's your trauma or generational trauma that your great auntie or grandmother passed down to you. And that relationship with God causes that to be uncovered. Mm -hmm. It's what I've noticed in myself anyway. Like it, it don't even have to be about somebody else pointing it out to me or me finding it myself and me just being in my word and just listening to worship music sometimes is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to podcasts like yours or, or you know, other uh, faith-based podcasts, like it reveals something about me that I'm like, okay, I need to check that. I need to work on it. Yeah, being a mom really tested my faith something serious. Or be, my journey to becoming a mother stretched me faith-wise mm-hmm. more than anything. Like even, you know, becoming a mom was not easy for me. Right. And I would get upset because I'm like, it seemed like I was in a season where when I was trying to get pregnant, it seemed like I was in a season where I was the most obedient, but getting the least out of it. It was like, God, how is everybody else getting blessed? We on tour. Um, we're pouring into these people, people that are giving their life to God. The podcast is doing great. We got all of these amazing things going on. But can I have a baby, though? Like, that's all I want. And I'm sitting here doing all of these things for you. And it's seeming like you're not giving me the desires of my heart. And it was a very frustrating time for me because one, I had to put my emotions to back burner to complete whatever mission I had when it came to showing up for his business and the things that I was doing, but I was still frustrated. And so I remember even um, with that, that that was a real test to my mental health because it's like all I'm doing is pouring 
but where are the things that's going to pour back into me? And so again, going back to the decision, well, what you going to do? It's like, that's what I ask myself when I get to these moments. So what you going to do? Like, what is it? You, you going to just go and do things your way. And to give a little bit more context, God even told me in the midst of trying to conceive, he said, don't go to any experts. Don't go to the doctor and have them run tests on you. Ooh, I'm gonna do this. That's tough. And I was like, mm. I told God <laughs> I'm an overachiever. So I would have been done research down exactly what was wrong with me. I'd probably be able to perform my own test after I finished research. <laughs> so, so I was like, what? And the kicker was I had a, a podcast sponsor that reached out and they were a fertility company. And so they said, and usually podcast sponsors, they ask for a personal endorsement, which means I have to do, use the product or do the service to be able to speak on it. So, so these people email me, right? And this is in the midst of this season. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> I guess all I could say initially was, God, are you serious? Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> oh my God. And I wish I could tell you that I obeyed right then and there, but I didn't. I kind of just left the email unread. So I was like, I got to think about this. So I was like, this is too much. So I left the email alone. So then they ended up following up. Hey, Tatum, we're just following up on this. If this is this a sponsor that you want to have on a show? So I was like, what you going to do? So I inhaled, exhaled. I responded back to say, hey, I'm sorry but I'm not gonna be able to make any personal endorsement for the product. They responded back and was like, okay, well, the company actually said that you can do the ad without the personal endorsement. I said, oh, all right. Like that ain't nothing but reading some text. So thanks God for me being able to be obedient and get the check. So, oh. <laughs> oh my God. So literally, so in the midst of that, we're on the tour. The day after the last tour stopped, the day after we wrapped up, maybe a month after I said no to the sponsor, I found out I was pregnant. Aww. Carried the baby to term. We had some hiccups at the end, but I'm healthy. He's healthy. But again, it all goes back to the decisions and God being able to give us wisdom in real time. I don't know why he told me not to get any tests. It's probably because he just wants to get the glory for it, right? Absolutely. Or it could have maybe been something wrong with me and it would have stressed me out even more. You know what I mean? I mean, he was saving me from that. I don't know. I don't care. I just had to decide if I was going to trust God. And then even getting into motherhood, like even last, so I had my son in May of this year. So in January of 2020, I'm like, okay, God. And I have so many stories about how amazing God is, about how I was literally about to go to um London in December for my husband's birthday Holy Spirit like I paid for the trip in August I heard this one before yeah and he's and and Holy Spirit said don't go like two weeks before the trip I'm like what you mean like I've been paid for this I'm ready to go like I'm about to have this baby this was like the last thing on my list of things to do before having kids and so he was like don't go I canceled everything got all my money coronavirus was going on at the time had no idea but um even you know with my pregnancy at the end, I was like, God, I was stressing myself out because it's kind of like that, that joy of the blessing. I'm not going to say war off, but reality was kicking in to where it's about to be a whole human thrown into the mix. My business is thriving. Um, my marriage is solid, but 
I'm nervous now. Like, can I do this? Can I do all of this stuff? Like, can I really grow this company the way that, that I know I can do single or without a baby? Like, can I do yeah. that? Why with these responsibilities, am I going to be like, is my husband still going to like what he sees after a baby? Like I got stretch marks, like all of this. And am I going to be able to do this? Like I was really stressing myself out, but God just really reminded me of the importance of grace that he gives it to us. Like I told you, we need to give it to ourselves. And ever since becoming a mom, when I tell you God has given me every resource things that I was stressing myself out that I don't have to worry about giving me a good team in my business to where I'm able to delegate as much as possible and only show up for the things that require my time where I can still get home for bedtime stories and when I wake up I can I don't have to rush to the office I don't have to rush to open my laptop he's giving me a business that is successful and that can run without me being present He's allowed my husband to be a part of my business in a major way to where it's not just I'm building this dream separate, like we're doing this together. And also it's able to catapult things that he's doing. We're able to build wealth for our son. Like this year, I, when I was pregnant, I opened up an account and I told the story in my email, but I opened up an account for my son, like a certificate or something. I'm like, oh. I'm just going to put some money in there. Like it's no risk or whatever. And I'm just going to tell my family whenever y'all want to buy him something, just put money in his certificate because he don't need nothing. So uh, um, this, so that was a year ago. So the certificate term was coming up. And so we were able to take, we maxed it out, earned all the interest. We were able to even take that and set my son up financially, got him a policy um, for a life insurance policy that's worth $400,000 right now. So now my son has a net worth of six figures and he can't even talk. <laughs> but that's just, but it's the wisdom of God in the favor of God and the result of what happens when you just truly make this. I don't know what would happen if I would have took that sponsor and took that fertility test. Like, I don't know what would have happened if I would have taken that part of my life into my own hands and kept God out of it. So I share all of these things to share because I just know that testimony is a warfare tactic and I want my faith to inspire everyone who's listening to try God because it works. He gives you peace. He gives you protection. He gives you so, so, so much. And, and I can't brag on him enough. So hopefully through all of that, I've done my job of showing you guys how how faith is just so integral in motherhood and wifehood and everything um because the lord is the way <laughs> like i can't say it any other way i i think that's what i love the most about you i remember like you know just um stumbling across you on social media because i was i think i was following chris kristen on um on social media and y'all were in Miami for Raven's pink slip conference. Mm -hmm. And all I knew was like, I saw this pink, like, listen, I love dope black women. Like that is my thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, they lit, they, y'all were cute. I was like, <laughs> let me go to these pages. Cause like, I just, I like you said, people love to be inspired. And I, I just love to see other people that look like me mm -hmm. doing well. And so um, I remember following you on social media and you again you were the reason why I got into podcasts because I didn't know nothing about a podcast I was like 
that's probably for dorks. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was for nerdy people. I was like, I'm not. But I was like, I'll just listen. And I remember the first episode. I don't even remember what it was about, but it was a story about Abraham and obedience or, or something in that. And I was like, she knows my whole life. Like, um, after <laughs> Abraham, I met, um, I believe it was like a story of Moses. But the way you... Um, talked about it and you related it to like real life stuff I was like she knows my whole life like (laughs) I forgot what I was going through at that moment but it was the exact word that I needed Mm -hmm. and then after that I became so pressed every Monday for these (laughs) for these episodes to come out and of course you know like in following you on social media and the podcast like it began to hit me that like yo she really is like when I say regular I mean like a normal woman like me um you know like she she just made a choice to follow God like that was it like she just give her yes day to day and then just like all right God will be my compass today and I thought that that was so dope um because I had never known anybody else to experience things that way besides me and I Mm -hmm. thought I was weird for that they were like, well, what you going to do? I don't know. I didn't get that step yet. Well, you got to have this. You got to have that. And I'm like, yeah, but God didn't say nothing. And so like, you know, my parents being very logical people, mm-hmm. uh, my friends looking at me like, okay, girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you I, I so. and being like, I don't know. And like, because I'm a dreamer, God would give me things and dreams and visions. And I would be like, I saw this, I saw that. And you know, my friends, I know they love me, but they was like, okay. Mm-hmm. we need to get her committed somewhere because she's lost it so when, <laughs> when I connected with you on social media I was like oh my god it's finally somebody that gets it mm-hmm. so like I'm not the only person walking around with this weirdness about them in a sense of like this blind obedience to God and um it really does inspire me I think that you are so wise because of like you said your willingness to submit to God's way like I know that you are uh, book smart you know and I know that you have the expertise in certain areas because of what you've done over time but I just know like the stuff that you be spitting <laughs> 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 be spitting I'm like okay like you don't find that in nobody's internet book nothing like you it, I know it's all God and it's truly an inspiration and for me it has been um and I know I say this to you all the time, but like your obedience for me is like, it, it fuels my obedience. And I believe that that's what God wants. Yeah. I believe he wants us to, while he's in the center, I believe he wants us to share our testimonies and our obedience with other people to ignite their fire, mm-hmm. but ultimately leading them back to God. So I just, I love that about you. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. So we didn't hit all my questions, but I did want to circle back to, um, you were, I'm sorry, I'm going back over my questions. So we talked about like keeping God as the CEO of our lives and like how that benefits us as the woman and as the mother. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to just take a few minutes to talk about, um, surrendering our relationship, like our love life. I'll say that to God, because, um, I've interacted with a few of my listeners like on social media and you know people have like wrote me and everything and I I openly share my testimony of like from single mom to engagement because she didn't even see it coming okay Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and you know, I reached out to you. I was like, bro, I think I got to quit. Like, <laughs> I love him a lot, but I feel like I had to quit. And it was almost, um, I feel like that was kind of like your fertility test. Mm -hmm. um, my testimony, just to give a quick version of it, is just that, you know, I literally surrendered my love life to God or whatever. But I was still in these streets, mm -hmm. as you say. <laughs> and like, literally, I said the prayer. And I said, God, I want you to remove the uh, soul tie between my children's father and I. And mm -hmm. I said, I want you to prepare prepare my heart for the man you have for me. And two hours later, my now fiance was inboxing me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, but like, you know, again, I was in these streets, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like thinking about it. I was like, well, nothing more of it. I can get a free meal and some conversation. Out of it's harmless and fast forward we started dating things started falling into place but you know at one point I had to reach out to you and I'm like Tatum I don't know the way I'm growing spiritually I feel like we had two different paces like I don't know and during that time uh we were living together and God told me to separate from him and I was like but I love him like why you gotta do that and it was hard um I was very sad during that time because and I'm not just saying that because he's my fiance but like he's dope for me you know like I, I felt like he was everything that I had exactly prayed for and I didn't understand why I was like God why would you take that out of my hands yeah this is what I this is what I, I said I wanted like why would you do that and um during that time that we um we split up he um, I started to see more growth in my fiance that I didn't I probably wouldn't have seen before if we had stayed together Mm -hmm. because I think he was dependent on me to grow at that time and mm -hmm. I think God needed to separate us so he could work on him mm -hmm. you know and do what he needed to do and then like even when we came back and we started like dating or whatever um again this was like May and June I was really praying and mm -hmm. like you know G had called me and was like God said that's your husband I was like G I don't know what <laughs> channel you on but you know <laughs> <laughs> You know, he done told us to separate, baby. So I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, call him back and see. Right. <laughs> you know, Athena had told me the same thing. And I was like, uh, it don't match what's in my book, y'all. This is what he said to me. And so going through that process, it was really hard. It was very trying. It was very emotional because I wanted to be with him so bad. But God was like, no, not right now. So like he still was very much active in my children's life at that time. But fast forward, um, we started back dating and God kept showing me. Um, I literally, I prayed and asked him one night, like, okay, you tell everybody else but me. Right. I need you to show me if this man is my husband. And if not, I need you to clarify that. So I don't think I'm crazy. And God confirmed to me that that was my husband. And then as it got closer to my birthday, God uh, showed him proposing to me. And so mm -hmm. he ended up proposing on my birthday and God... <laughs> He was like, you know, Brian was like, you know, I can't do nothing as a surprise. God be telling you everything. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> because he was showing me. But um, I said all that to say that separating from that relationship was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do it. But I trusted that God knew what was best for me, mm -hmm. even though I didn't know what was best for myself at the time. Mm -hmm. And I threw a temper tantrum like I was pissed every day. Like, mm -hmm. good morning, God. Like, <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> so you wanted to talk or what you know like I was so yeah. upset but I wanted to say this because I know I have a lot of single moms that do listen um mm-hmm. but it's so important to surrender that to God because what you think is best for you what you think you need like sometimes God is like first of all you think it's too small like what you think you need is might be actually you settling and God is like girl get that mess out of here like I got better for you so if you wanted to just speak to that I don't know much about how you and BJ came together but um you said you was tired of asking people you know what's your favorite color <laughs> yes I, I told you I mean I was tired of being out here in these streets I was over the free meals at that point I'm like man I might as well stay home man. I cook just that so I have to talk to these jokers no more okay. but um but yeah so we actually met at work and it's so funny because not too far long before that, I was so mad because I didn't get this job that I wanted and uh, not even realizing that God was just positioning me. But I got this this new job. I was actually on the job for like a year before BJ got hired and um, he got hired. It was one day I was looking real. I was looking OK. In my head, I was raggedy because I was like sick that day. So I was just like not trying to be at work. So I'm in the kitchen making some coffee. Here comes this new guy. I was like, oh, he's new. He's kind of cute. Okay, cool. But I, in my head, I always had like a strictly, I don't date coworkers mantra. Like I live by that. At any job, it was not even a question. So I was like, mm, okay, cool. He cute, whatever. I'm going back to my office. So he, it was funny because I saw him before he saw me. And I had this whole dialogue in my head. Like, oh, he cute, but whatever. Uh-huh. So then he like walked past where I was at. I see him like double take, do a <gasps> Full pivot. Okay. So oh Lord have mercy. This man about to come in here and talk to me. I don't feel like talking to this dude. So he and so he came in there and he's like, Oh, how you doing? My name is BJ. I'm new. And told me like the team he was on. I was like, oh, okay, my name is Tatum. But when I shook, and it's so crazy when I shook his hand, something was like so he smiled and we shook hands, but like something in me like was it was something going on. And I'm a G, Elisha. Okay. I don't yes, be I don't be out here smitten, okay? So I was like, mm, what was that? Like, <laughs> and earlier I did, um, not too long before that, I was praying for a few things. And one of them was to meet my husband. Like I said, I wasn't in no rush. I was just tired of playing. So I was like, mm, I don't know what that was. But, and I couldn't shake it. I was like, I gotta figure out like who this guy is. And in my mind, it wasn't, like him being my husband wasn't the first thought it was it's something like I have to get connected to this person in some way and I need to figure out what that was like that was what was going through my head and so um I noticed that like he would eat breakfast in the office I'm an introvert all day I come in through the back door go into my office (laughs) I ain't doing all the mingling and all of that like because you know at work you got a cold switch and put the thing I didn't feel like doing all that most of the time. So I, so I noticed that he would like eat his breakfast in the kitchen area. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in here and talk to him one day. And so um, one day I saw him doing it. So I brought the little oatmeal or whatever that I had picked up and I sat with him and I was just talking to him. And um, that's pretty much was it for a while. Like we were coworkers, we would talk. Chipotle was maybe like a 15 minute walk. So sometimes I hit him up like, oh, I'm about to walk Chipotle, you trying to come? And he'll come and we'll walk and just get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow we ended up exchanging numbers. I think I gave him my number on some slick stuff where it was <laughs> like, where I was like, oh, what you doing this weekend? And he was like, I'm not sure. I was like, oh, I'm going to this party. And I like 
He was like, oh, I'm about to send you the flyer or one of those to give him my number. Yeah, smooth, say smooth. And it's funny because, you know, little caveat, I got caught up, right? So I was, this was probably right around the time where we exchanged numbers and we were kind of like chit-chatting as more than coworkers. Uh-huh. And I was out with somebody that I was dealing with, you know, one of the free meals. And we was all on 8th Street in D.C. And <laughs> D.C. is so small. So we all on 8th Street. And I'm with the dude. And I run into another one of our coworkers. And the coworker saw me with the guy. And then BJ was also on 8th Street, one of his friends. So the coworker goes to BJ and was like, I just saw Tatum on 8th Street hugged up with some dude. Or I saw Tatum at one of the little bars on 8th Street hugged up with some dude. And so when we connected later, when me and BJ talked about it, I was like, dang, he was snitching. Exactly. <laughs> business. <laughs> business like that. But that was so funny. But um, but yeah, we were coworkers and then we ended up just talking and dating. And, and I don't even know how we got to the point where we knew that we were be married. I don't remember. I know that I prayed about it because I come from just toxic relationships and I didn't want that. Like if I was going to marry somebody, that's going to be what it was. And one thing about, you know, BJ was he's, we're opposite in every way. And it caused a lot of issues early on because I was under the mindset of you're supposed to be the same when you get with somebody or whatever so when because we're so opposites I thought that that meant we weren't right for each other silly so (laughs) it wasn't until I just started getting more spiritually mature or whatever that I realized that he was he's the one and that God was like this is the person you're gonna marry I'm like all right bet cool and we ended up getting engaged like a year after we started dating and and married a year after that but one thing that I've learned even now being a mom as well is that God really be knowing exactly who you need. Like I had all of these things that I said that I wanted that were not even necessary. Like it was like, oh, I want a guy, he had to be six five and BJ is short. So God got a sense of humor. So he had to be like six five, dark skinned chocolate man, all of these things, right? BJ is the same complexion as me. We're the same height. Like it's all of these little things where I was like, oh, he got to have a business. Um, He has to be an entrepreneur and he got to do, I had all of these stupid things, but now the, but I also didn't know where I was going. Right. And so God is a God that's all knowing. He knows everything. He knows how things are going to turn out. And so we make decisions based off of our limited understanding or our little list that we create with our little mind. And God is so brilliant. He knew exactly who I needed. So even now, as we have gotten married and grown together, there are so many things that I need that he has. And all of those things that we're so opposite in that I was all in my feelings about because I thought that we were supposed to be the same. It's an iron shopping iron type of thing to where the areas that he challenges requires me to grow up and be better. And the areas that I challenge in him requires him to be better. And so now as a team, we work very well as a, a unit and only God could have known that. Like I couldn't have asked the right questions to get to that, that level of understanding on a, as we were dating. Like I couldn't have done any of that. Like all I needed to do was check with God to say, God, is this the one that I need to marry? Like we getting serious. 
you know, he's older than me. So he's very sure that he's ready to get married. I could have waited a while. And it's not to say I wasn't ready, but I wasn't in a rush either. He was right, right. 30 when we met and I was like 24 or 20. I was young. So we're like seven years apart. So he was very sure of himself. Like I'm ready to get married and have kids or whatever. And I was kind of like, uh, Whoa. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, though, like God told me that that's who I was supposed to marry. And now I'm glad I did. Yeah. Even when it comes to things with our son, I do have a company that I have to go run. And I need a man that is going to, to where, uh, who's going to give me the freedom to be all of who God called me to be without that being threatening to their masculinity yeah. in any type of way. So BJ will come to an event, be behind the scenes, fixing everything. If anything you see me at, I promise you he's in the room. He's watching if I'm somewhere and I'm out of his sight for too long, he's gonna, he's not gonna be loud about it, but you'll see him lurking, trying to figure out like, who is this person in her face? Like, what are they talking about? What are they doing? And not in a, not in like a weird way, but in a covering way to yeah. where he's spiritually aware of what's, you know, where I am and what's happening so that he can interfere anyway or intervene if necessary. Or even like with our son, he is such a hands-on parent. Like, He'll put the baby to sleep every single night. Like, I don't even put the baby to sleep no more. He's telling me what to do when it's my turn <laughs> to put the baby to sleep. Like, there's nothing involving our son that he doesn't know. He'll go to, we alternate because of COVID, we can't go to appointments together. But we'll alternate who goes to the doctor's appointments. He's dead. Like, he got baby psychology books, so he know the developmental stuff more than me. Like. Oh. If necessary, like it's not no rigid gender roles in our house. We play the position that needs to be played for the betterment of the household at that time. And if we need to adjust, so now he's been in a season where he's helped me build my company to where it is. And now he just started his company. And now we're in a season where he'll probably have to have those long nights and early mornings and he'll be putting a lot of labor into the business. And then I'll have to put hold more weight at home and with the baby and stuff to give him the freedom to be who God is calling him to be in that season. But again, we play the position that needs to be played for the betterment of the team. But we, but God gave me somebody who can hear him for himself. And that was very, very important. I wasn't wise enough to be able to ask for that, but God gave me that because if I'm supposed to, if the husband is the head and I'm supposed to follow him, I need to, he need to be following God and we need to be following the same God to be specific. We need to be following the same God as well. And so, um, yeah, like that's why having going, bringing it full circle. So we talked about originally giving God your heart. That's the foundation because he has all of the details worked out. He knew exactly what to tell me to do to get my business to this point. He knew exactly how to let me know that this person that I was entertaining was my husband and I needed to get my life together before I lost him. He knew how to tell me that because he saw where I would be now. Like he knew to tell me not to do the fertility treatments, not to do that, just focus on him. Because, and now I can reap the benefits of it and I have a great testimony about that. Like my son is a great testimony. Now he is able to tell me, like even when I had my son, he said, hide him for three months like they did Moses. Your son is a, he's a prophet, protect him. Yeah. So now when it comes to, and I knew that when I was pregnant. So now I don't post my son on social media like that. Like you might see the back of his little curly head. You <laughs> might see like him playing or something, but it's no like family pictures and all of that with all three of us. There's no like, no, like his name and stuff is not online. And it's not that, oh, who is she to think that she, 
can't post her kid, but I'm protecting my son. I know who he is and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm going to protect him in every way because God has given me instructions because just like God knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew him before he formed him in mine. And so I have to stay connected to him on how to raise my son. And my husband stays connected to him on how to lead our family. And we move in that way. But the foundation, like I said, is to give God your heart. Mm-hmm. And to start developing that relationship with him because he will establish all the plans. He will guide all of the paths and will orchestrate all of the details for us to get to what he has for us. Yes. I, and I truly hope that the women listening to this are inspired by that because, I, so what I'm about to say is that like, I feel like being God's daughter, that entitles me to so much. Because mm-hmm. like he like he wants me mm-hmm. to have an abundant life in mm-hmm. in every way, and so that makes me feel like mm-hmm. okay, I have access to all the good things that that will come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had somebody come to me and they were like, um, because we're about to try the homeowner process. Um, we're getting married this year, and I graduate in May. And, you know, somebody was kind of like, well, you know, that's kind of a lot to do in one year, and I was like, why can't I do it all in one year? Like, why why, why? can't I? Why not? You know what I mean? Like what, who why, to say that I'll have another opportunity to do it again or do it some other time? I deserve all the goodness that God want to sprinkle on me. Okay, like I'm trying to dance for all them goodness and blessings. But another thing I wanted to to leave with the moms and um is that based off of you sharing your testimony, I know that there have been nothing is perfect because like we're human and we face trials, yeah. we face um tests, we daily, not even daily, but more than a couple of times a day, we have to make that decision to stay committed to God. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like to me, once you gave God your heart, you ain't have to go out here like breaking your back to get the things that he wanted you to have. Mm-mm. They flow to you. Mm-hmm. And and I know, and particularly in the, you know, I've only, you know, met you and BJ in person once, but I will say that, you know, as somebody seeing y'all, how y'all could, like, cause you were pregnant at the time. So seeing y'all in person, like, and he was that protector, like not in a way of like, hey, don't nobody talk to my wife, but like right. <laughs> that protector of like, you know, God bless you, but I'll kick you in the face about my about my wife if I got to. You know, he gives me that that feeling. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that that's dope. And I want the women listening to this that, you know, if they've been through unhealthy relationships, if they're in a relationship they're they're unsure about now, if they are um, single and, and still seeking God, or even if you're already married and you feel like, you know, maybe we're not on the right page, I want to encourage them, you know, I hope that your story has encouraged them to tr- just surrender your heart to God. Like, don't try to go mess and fix and put your hands in it. Mm-hmm. Surrender your heart to God and leave it there because once you do that, like you ain't got to, you ain't got to fight for the things that you want or need because he's going to give them to you. Yep. And the fighting that you do is going to be a lot more strategic because he's going to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So even like in marriage, a habit, somebody gave me some really excellent advice that I used, but she said that, she said, um, when you have issues with your husband, don't run straight to him and tell him what your problem is and what he needs to do to fix or whatever. She said, always pray first and, and, and go to God with your marital problems. And so I'm like, okay, I, I thought that was good advice. So over the course of the last, I think it'll be three years this year that we've been married over the course of the last three years, 
that's what I do. I'm like, man, God, he tripping. That he didn't, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm so mad, but I can't believe that. And I'm just going in, just mad. And God would be like, okay, but you did this and this X, Y, Z. Just go out there and just give him a hug and tell him you love him. What? I'm not going out there and giving that man no hug. <laughs> If I, if I touch him, it's going to be a punch. Like, I'm bad. <laughs> so, but he would, oh just give, he would just give wisdom. Or it might be, because there was an instance one time where um, I was dealing with some things within myself where I was feeling overwhelmed because I just had the baby. I was just getting back to working in the business, trying to, you know, that, that changes the dynamic in the marriage. It changes the dynamic in the household. So just trying to figure out, like trying to get in where I fit in, so to speak, like the transition was pretty hard for me. And, um, and so what I was doing was I was really beating myself up because I felt like I wasn't doing a great job. And so, um, my husband, I had, I was really excited one night. I just finished like a course, something I was doing for a group I had, and then I recorded a podcast. So I was talking for like three and a half hours straight, but I knocked out everything I needed to do that mm-hmm. evening. So I came out the room where I was working in and I was about to go sit down. And I was about to tell them how happy I was that I just finished all this stuff. And so when I was walking past the kitchen to get to where he was at, he was like, can you unload that dishwasher? And I was like, I was like, hold on. I just, I've been, I said, hold on, give me a second. I've just been talking for four hours. Like I'm trying to sit out. So I'm sweating because yeah. I've been talking my boobs, sweating. Like it's a lot <laughs> going on right now. I've been talking out. So he was like, can't, but why can't you just do it right now? And I said, oh, sis, I know, I know, I know. I, so I said, <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> and so, and learned, is how to bite my tongue and it's not that it's not because what I have to say isn't valuable but it's wisdom so I'm just like I said okay and as I'm doing these dishes I'm clenching my jaw together (laughs) and I'm doing them I'm emptying the dishwasher and I go upstairs I close the door and I say God why did that man just did it so I'm now pissed I'm letting it out and God was like, no, 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 no. Like, I need you to see what's going on. Like, you're in a place right now where you're beating yourself up and you are, the enemy is making you feel like you're inadequate about the things that you have going on. And so he was using BJ in that instance to, or using that situation to speak to the that battle that you're having internally yeah. right now. And so with BJ, it wasn't that he was discrediting that I had just done something. It was just, my habits usually is if I say I'm gonna do something in a minute, it ain't gonna get done. That's all he was going by is right. Lord, if she right. said that, bitches will never get uh, taken out the right. So that's all he was saying. But my anger was rooted in so many other internal things that I was battling at that time. And so because instead of just lashing out at him right then and there, that would have caused the argument. That would have caused so much strife within the household for no reason we would have been mad at each other and all of that like it messed up the peace but by me just going to God and inventing and once again pouring my heart out God was able to then give me the eyes to see what was happening and I was able to be like okay cool so I'm not mad at BJ I'm mad because of all of these things that's going on and so now I'm able to be more mature and wise about those things so that's just a small example of just the importance of again 
being able to go to God on behalf of everything because you'll get, even in business decisions, mm-hmm. I see opportunities that come up that has positioned us very well or turned down things that look great on paper because yeah. of God. So I just, I just cannot stress enough to you guys the importance of just giving your heart to God. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you being so open on the show today because I feel like you've given so many examples. You've given us examples of, of the businesswoman, you know, and the mother and the wife and just Tatum the woman, you know, without all those titles. And I think that mm-hmm. it's important that uh, we hear more, you know, not just you, but we see and understand that like, you know, I think sometimes as moms, we feel like we're the only one carrying the mm-hmm. weight of the world on our back. And the thing of it is, is like, you know, and it, to reiterate this point again, it's like when you surrender your heart to God, like you, then you're not carrying the weight. You yeah. Know what I mean, like you got somebody that's carrying it for you because like his word says that he would never put more on us than we can bear, but we got to stop putting more on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what a revelation that he gave me really in that time and something that I do just in general, especially after becoming a mom was I have like these check-ins um on usually on Thursdays where I'm like okay what did I do good this week where did I drop the ball what adjustments can I make moving into the next week and it's that isn't to beat myself up but it's just to make sure that I'm being as efficient as possible and so um during one of those sessions I was like God I I really am overwhelmed here and I prayed for these things that you gave me so I know that it's not you it's not the things it's me I'm messing up somewhere like where can I fix it and he showed me he um I think it's uh first Peter don't don't quote me because I don't remember exactly where it is but it says that um we are royal priests I think it's five nine we are royal priesthood a chosen generation set apart to declare his excellencies. And so I kept telling in my prayer time, I was always saying like, God, I'm just trying to be excellent. I'm just trying to be excellent. I want to serve all of these roles in excellence because that's, I want to be a good representation of you. And so he was saying, it's not your job to be excellent. It's your job to proclaim my excellencies. That's, and that's the key difference. And that's how we get off. Because if you're in a position where you're now trying to be excellent or be great in every single thing you're putting the pressure on yourself when you're and then you're now tapping into your strength as opposed to remaining in position to be with him so if you stay connected to him you're pouring from a never ending cup because he's always refilling you and that's the way that it's supposed to go and so for me that that was that was huge that where I'm not supposed to be excellent it's not to say I'm I need to be trashed out right. here, you know but I still right, right. do things well but it's my job to proclaim his excellency so I just need to see everything as an opportunity for him to get the glory and that takes the weight off of me absolutely absolutely and that's I know like that was for me I don't know if anybody else <laughs> but that was for me because like I'm juggling I'm a mom of two and my girls are cheerleaders mm-hmm. and um my oldest daughter is doing online learning right now and because she is so proficient like it's sometimes easy to just let her do it but mm-hmm. I'm like okay as a parent you still gotta hey like let's talk about that like you have to check in and you know I am getting married later this year you know so I'm you know I have a fiance who he needs me um and you know my parents are going through some things right now so my family needs me um I'm in school 
graduate in May. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> in school, I'm interning. I work a full-time job. I have the podcast. And God has, is to talk about obedience, like he has sat me down from everything but the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, God, I want to go outside and play with my friends. He's like, no. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I just now going through what I'm going through now, I'm like, okay, God, I see why we push pause on everything. Um, and I'm just grateful that he let me do this right now because I love the podcast. Like, I really do. <laughs> but, um, you know, I realized that um, that it's the importance of, like you said, not just starting to end my, ending my day with God, but also pivoting in real time. Like, okay, God, this is getting heavy. And it's because I'm trying to do it. I need you to do it. Or like, I'm not going to lie to you. When my kids or my fiance try me, I'm like, Jesus, get your kids because... <laughs> I don't play with other people's kids and your kids are tripping, you know, but it's just about going to him. So to kind of um, wrap up the show, I did, you've dropped so many jewels in this show. So I hope the moms um, will listen to this as many times as they need to. Um, I am going to put like all your social media info in the show notes, but is there anything that you wanted to um, mention to anybody as far as like, I know you sometimes have courses or, well, your retreat is sold out, I heard. So yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I would just say for right now, listen to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I do have a book coming out in 2021 that I'm really, really excited about. That's one of the amazing opportunities that came up last year was uh, my first book deal. My the first time I self-published my book. This time I'm working with a publisher. So I'm really excited about that. So follow me on Instagram um, once that's done and out. It's this book is for the woman who wears many hats. And so I'm really, really excited. Maybe we can do something around that time to do like a giveaway or something to sew into uh, any of the moms on the show. But for right now, just follow me on Instagram, listen to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. You can follow Anchor Media or go to anchormedia.com if you're interested in podcasting. We will have a retreat again this year. Uh, we just haven't planned it yet. So follow us to know what's going on here you go everybody want to come back to the retreat no because finish. let me let me just jump in and say this in the last little bit you know here's the thing here's why i want to go back like y'all this retreat is so like i have lifetime friends now like y'all i like literally we came from all over the nation like not even being dramatic like from delaware to california literally y'all like yeah it was like, I mean, you know, we had people from Alabama, Mississippi, Dallas. Like, it was just like, we really from these whole United States. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we all in DC because we listened to one person, because one person was like, okay, God, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, like, it's so crazy now. Like, you know, like, I really have long lasting friendships that, like, with women I haven't seen in person since 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, God knew I knew he he knew I needed those women he knew I needed you he knew I needed the show like everything it was so dope so for me like listen I don't even got to be a participant I don't need a whole I just want to sit in like I'm just (laughs) I just want to you know if you want to take the trip you are welcome (laughs) you know I just want to sit in the back you know I like the usher sit in the back by the door (laughs) I'll put you to work. I'll have you hang up some stuff or something. <laughs> I just want to sit in a room because like y'all, it is amazing. And I also wanted to um because uh to go with the theme of this episode, there is um Tatum has the God is my CEO um journal. 
mm-hmm. and I um, have that journal or whatever it is. It's, I just love how I feel like it always centers me. Yeah. So I will definitely, I feel, I will recommend that to the ladies listening to this to purchase that because it's, I don't know. I just feel like it is, it's so necessary to keep God at our center. So please y'all just, if you ain't take away nothing from this super lit interview, please give God your heart and make him the CEO of your life. Yes, amen. Thank you for having me, Elisha. This was fun. I you free to host, so I'm, I get Hollywood. I could just sit back and answer questions. This is fun. It was so like I was telling my mom, y'all. <laughs> girl, I made it. I got Tatum coming on my show. Oh, girl. <laughs> I told all y'all from day one. Whenever y'all want me to be on the show, just let me know. It ain't we'll figure it out the time. Let me know. It's a full circle moment for me. And I've and I I've interviewed some amazing women, like no lie. Like, um, but like this is like full circle for me. And like I even um interviewed, and this is a uh show that's coming up, but I interviewed um Janae Johnson and she was one of the people that um again connected with her off of Instagram, but I wanted to go to school for mental health. So when I decided to take that journey, she was one of the people that I talked to because I, I again I, I didn't really know no black therapist besides my mom yeah you know like Janae is young and like again I can relate to her so y'all probably be having a good old time because y'all both are extra yes we y'all be cutting up (laughs) to come out but I don't know why God got me but I feel like it's really full circle moment so Mm -hmm. I don't know what God is doing but I'm excited and I'm so glad you were on the show Tatum thank you so so much thank you for having me I'm excited to see where your show goes because it's only up from here I already know Yes, thank you so much. Well, um, until next time, ladies, I love y'all. Please catch up on the Mommies and Mental Health series if you haven't already. Also, y'all girl, she's on Clubhouse now. <laughs> so I have decided that since God has taken the show bi-weekly, um, with permission from the Father, because y'all know I'm trying to be obedient this year. That's my word this year. Is um, I am in between the shows, I'm going to go... Um, on clubhouse probably on wednesday evenings just to kind of debrief and talk about some of the things that we talked about in the show before so i will drop that in the show notes please join me on clubhouse it's going to be on wednesday evenings i will do the set time and everything for you guys in the notes so i love you guys peace